the preseason recap edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by game time. Download the game time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code DGEN. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean second, the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob, Justin, got a couple preseason games down the drain, got some joint practices to break down the season. We got injuries. Unfortunately, um, the season is, is right around the corner. There's certainly a, a lot of stuff that's getting me even more hyped. I mean, for me, uh, it, yeah, nothing really that great on the offensive side. Mariota continues to struggle here in the preseason games, but I did like to see that we we finally in that Browns game we just saw we finally saw Nakobe Dean. Uh, he created that uh, you know jarred that fumble loose. Seems to be making some plays in practice. He's back from that ankle injury that he was dealing with. So the fact it seems like he's actually kind of getting some uh, some. He, we're seeing some of the potential of Nicobe Dean as the starting linebacker kind of felt like he was just given that job. Now he's actually playing into it, but uh, Justin, how about you? What's, what's been popping off? What's been getting you jacked for this Eagles team? Yeah. I, I like that you brought up Dean, Sean. It, it is nice to see some flashes from him, him as you pointed out. I, I do want to see a little bit more, but I agree with you. Uh, but the guy that seems to really be jumping out to me right now is Jalen Carter. I mean, it was to be expected with where he was picked that he should be a contributor. But, you know, a lot of teams were docking him due to the fact that he had conditioning issues. You know, he was kind of a pure talent guy that weren't sure how much he was going to devote into the NFL. But, man, uh, to hear that, you know, he got that sack in the Raven in the Baltimore game um, due to the fact that he was watching tape was great to hear. Oh, yeah. As well as, I mean, you just keep hearing stuff from other guys on the team, guys like Cox. And I think... Uh, I think you sent in our text thread, Sean Goddard was just saying that, man, it's, he's just a, a guy you do not want to mess with out there trying to block. Uh, he can't hold it for, for really long against Carter. Um, and, and yeah, Goddard's a tight end, but still, uh, he's a good blocking tight end, uh, for that. So it's, it's nice to hear. And, uh, I, I can't wait to see him on the field, you know, every Sunday for us, uh, in the coming future. Yeah, no, I mean it's always a great sign. One when they're when they're dominating, and, and he really showed up in in one on ones, uh, the joint practices, showing up at the preseason game. When the veteran guys are like, "Oh man, this guy's a handful." Thank God he's on our team. Like they don't have to say that. They're clearly going out of their way to hype him up. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to get too excited. 
about Jalen Carter and even Nolan Smith. Uh, but it, it's hard not to, when you're watching these guys in the preseason, like Nolan Smith was flying around off the edge, looks super fast. Rob, what about you? What's exciting? Uh, what's jumped out at you? These past couple uh preseason games, joint practices. What do you, what's getting you amped? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the Jalen Carter hype may only be second to the hype of the Mister Reed Blankenship. Um, <laughs> Reed you know, Blankenship. I, I, I think we've kind of joked about him yeah, for a, a, a long time, and, and I don't think I don't know if any of us really had you know super high expectations of him long term. But you know, it, it's gotten to the point where it's not a joke anymore. I mean, it, it seems like every day from practice, you're reading highlights from him. I mean, I think I read he had what, like three interceptions of Watson in joint practices. So, you know, kudos to him. It, it does seem like he's playing pretty lights out in, in camp and he's having a great camp and it seems like he's solidified himself as a starter. So it's good to see because it's a position of need for us. Um, so, you know, I hope he can step in and have a great year. Um, but, you know, definitely it, it seems like his name's coming up in camp every single day. Yeah, they said he had a sweet celebration in the joint practices where he dribbled the ball between his legs. I mean, I thought I thought Reed Blankenship was almost like a Jeremy Linus run. Like, where is this guy coming from? He's making he's making crazy sort of tackles. And I, I thought he was going to be a flash in a pan. But the the fact that he's come back and had like a really good training camp continues to make, uh, you know, plays in these joint practices. I mean, there was a clip of him uh, tackling Debo Samuel in the open field from the NFC championship game where he jarred that fumble loose. I mean, again, again, the game was game was over, but um, his, his tackling skills, his nose for the ball. Like, I mean, all aboard the Reed Blankenship hype train. I mean, Justin, as the unofficial conductor of the Reed Blankenship <laughs> hype train, how are you feeling right now? I, I mean, I'm ecstatic, honestly, but I, I'm still trying to hold back, you know, too much excitement. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy we've kind of pointed out here and there, uh, even since last season, you know, as as potentially making the team. And now to see where he's come now, I mean, his first play, I believe, in the Professional Football League, right, was against Green Bay, and he had that interception. I'm not sure if that was exactly you know, his first know, play, like, but you... definitely his first game. Yeah, he intercepted no... against Rodgers. So, man. Yeah. It was early on. I do how I do like how you referred to it as the professional football league. Going <laughs> by the NFL dropping their name. I mean, I was throwing it out there again, trying to not get too excited, but if we can get something out of Jalen Carter, I mean, imagine if Fletcher Cox could just be like a third down specialist. Uh, this defensive and we get Nolan Smith in the rotation. I mean, Nolan Smith and Hassan Reddick with, with Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter uh, at the defensive tackles. I mean, there's a world where this, I mean, we led the league in sacks last year, which is always a tough uh, stat to like do back to back years, but it's rare that you get two legit first round pass rushers added to your team. One in the top 10. I think there's a chance we got the best D line in the league. I mean, and I don't think that's crazy, Rob. No, I, I mean, I think you're right. It it seems like they're going to be such a potent, um, you know, defensive line. I mean, obviously we lost Hargraves from a year ago, but, you know, between drafting Nolan Smith and, and you know, hopefully Jordan Davis takes a leap this year and, yeah. and Jalen Carter. And then obviously, you know, we have Cox. And if we can, like you said, maybe not have to rely on him for as many snaps, keep him fresh 
that, you know, I think that'll be great. I mean, I'll just tell you the one thing I don't want to see. And I think we saw a note from today's practice. I don't want to see <laughs> any of these guys dropping back in coverage. And <laughs> if, if Desai starts doing that, it's going to be a quick way to, uh, you know, have me calling for for uh, some change there. So um, I hope they're just experimenting in camp. Um, but let's keep these guys on the line rushing the pack, passer and, uh, you know, not have them out there, uh, you know, dropping back into coverage. Yeah, th- when I saw that, man, that cracked me up to put Carter into uh, coverage as something else. But, yeah, I, I would agree with you guys. I think we could potentially have the best D line. I mean, we don't necessarily have a Bosa or um, – you know, Parsons, but I mean, Reddick is pretty darn close. I mean, yeah. he, he definitely, yeah, I think Reddick would disagree. Happen. Yeah, I, I agree, but uh, he, you know, he usually ends up maybe in the top five on most lists, probably five there. Uh, but yeah, as, as a complete defensive line, I would certainly say that we're, if we're not the best, we're certainly right there. Yeah. I mean, we led the league in sacks last year and we added uh, a shit ton of talent in those two pass rushers. So I, I think the, you know, we have an incredible ceiling as a defensive line, um, even with, even with losing Hargrave and Jordan Davis has looked a little bit better. Again, he's still kind of coming along slow, but he's a massive guy who, you know, maybe he plays first and second down Fletcher Cox is like the pass rushing veteran that you bring in on third down. Like that, that could be a really um, good position to be in. Taking a quick break to talk about draft Kings. Oh man. The wait is over. College football is back. NFL week zero DraftKings is course hooking you up. New customers can score $200 of bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. You know, uh, I mean, we're going to be giving out a bunch of our college football best bets on the sports gambling podcast. When we talk college football week, zero going to walk through that entire slate. Uh, I mean, you know, just jumping off uh, right here. I mean, Navy catching 20 and a half against Notre Dame over on DraftKings Sportsbook in Ireland. I mean, we saw this last year. Upsets uh, happen overseas. I, I think Navy's going to give them a run for their money. Catching 20 and a half. Uh, great, great time uh, to get down over there. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 of bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings sports book with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by Game Time. Love the Game Time app. It is perfect for getting last-minute tickets. Of course, uh, me and the fellow uh, Diard Eagles, we're going to be Going down, uh, checking out the uh, SoFi game against the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to wait to the last second to get tickets. I always do. And I always do it through game time because I know I'm going to get a great deal. Lowest price guarantee. Uh, you know, if you can try and find a lower price, you can't do it. Uh, if you can find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you a hundred percent, 110% of the difference. Wow. That's insane. Uh, you can get images of the seat before you buy. So you know exactly what you're looking at. No obstructed views here. Game time has you covered. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. What about the concern train? What about the concern train coming to the station for me? And we'll we'll expand on some of these injuries. Uh, there was a bunch of injuries in the last preseason uh, game there against the Browns. I mean, Nolan Smith injured his shoulder again after having a great preseason game, flying around all over the field off the edge. There, they say the injury is uh, not a big deal. He practiced today. What I'm worried about is that he said it was somewhat related to his pec, which he had that uh that that pec surgery in the offseason before he joined the team so again you hate to see something like that because maybe it's something that comes back um to haunt him but yeah that one that one certainly jumped out at me uh what about what about you Justin what's what's uh bothering you yeah I think for me it's it's continually you know the punting the special teams uh, I think we've all agreed that Michael Clay we were kind of surprised that he was able to keep his job and if i remember correctly he actually got a got a raise if i remember correctly yeah. correct me if i'm wrong yeah. but uh yeah, it made a ton of sense yeah and then Sipple hey, somehow the uh you helped us lose the super bowl let's go <laughs> how is aaron Sipa still on this team i don't get it Sipas is still there somehow and uh i just saw that they let go of uh zentner i believe was his uh name who apparently oh, did that i didn't him. see that yeah. I thought they cut him, right? He yep. could kick the shit out of the ball. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know, get more out of it than Sipos. And and last I saw, at least from the games we watched last season, it doesn't look like, you know, Sipos kicks the shit out of ball or pins people back like when we need him to. Oh, for so, two on the on So Mike- I don't really know like what what's his deal? How's he does he have something on Howie or a Michael Clay? Um <laughs> Zetner at least. Uh, maybe he holds the ball too long before he kicks it. And there's like more than we know about the position who the hell knows, but um, I don't know. I was hoping somebody could beat out Sipos and I, how is there not a punter who can do it? But yeah, that's my concern right now. Punting and special teams just all together. Yeah. I mean, Jake Elliott hit a 56 yarder. That's always good to see in the preseason, but yeah, they got rid of Zetner. Yeah. Besides Elliott. Sorry, Jake. I yeah, J- Jake's Jake's in the good uh, camp, Yeah, but um, yeah. And, and then again, we've, we lost, uh, we'll talk about it, but yeah, we lost Sean Bradley for the year. Uh, Zach McPherson out for the year. Uh, and those are guys that were contributing on the special teams coverage. So you know, not only do we not have a legit punter again, Zetner looked like dog shit in that preseason game. I mean, I was listening to some of it on the radio and, you know, Merrill Reese was trying to be kind, but he, even <laughs> he could tell he was like, Oh, this is, he goes, it's not, it's not, it's not high. It's not far. It's just <laughs> a punt. Uh, it was really bad. So I, I, yeah. How can we not get a punter? Right. I was listening to the game with my wife. Cause she loves listening to preseason football on the radio. And she goes, how is it this hard to find a punter? I go, I don't know. Cause right now it's going to be, it was Zetner versus Sipos. Now it's Sipos versus any other available punter. And if Sipos is our punter week one, I'm going to be pissed. Rob, what about you? What's, what's bothering you? What do you, what's, uh, what's, what's concerning? Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest concern, honestly, besides, you know, special teams, which you guys just spoke about, is I'm still just concerned about defensive depth a little bit, especially the secondary. 
um, you know, really multiple positions, secondary linebacker safety. I mean, I like our starters, um, but you know, we're kind of an injury away and, and I don't know that there's really a good bench of guys to come in and, and fill in out there. So, um, you know, Slayer Bradbury go down and, you know, I, I think we're, we could be in a tough spot, uh, in the secondary. So, um, you know, while I love our defensive line and I love our defensive line depth and think we're pretty deep on offense, I do think that kind of secondary linebacker on defense is just not a deep group. And, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, everyone remains healthy, but, you know, it's a long season. People get banged up. And, uh, you know, I think we're a bit thin at some of those positions. So it's not really a specific player that I'm worried about, but I'm just kind of worried about depth back there. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it is concerning. And again, Zach McPherson, um, you know, wasn't amazing, but at least he was someone that had been with the team a couple of years and maybe you could rely on him. And yeah, the linebacker position, I mean, that's why they brought in Cunningham. Um, and it does seem like it's going to be Nicobe Dean and, and Cunningham uh, as the two starting linebackers. That's what if I, that's if I had a guess right now, I, I think, you know, we should be concerned a little bit about the injuries. I think the biggest one so far is Hassan Reddick uh, injured his thumb. He's getting surgery now. You know, they, by all accounts, he should be back ready for week one. But if you're playing with a club on your hand, you know, I, I definitely think he'll be out there. But can you be as effective? That's what the, the biggest concern is. I mean, I don't know. Where are you at, Justin, with the injuries? Yeah, I mean, they do seem to be kind of starting to tally up. But with that said, um, and you did you did say about Reddick, but at least he's going to be there week one. Yep. Um, they're always going to happen. So I, you kind of look at the chart and just go, okay, at least it's not a starter. And I hate to say that wow. <laughs> other than Reddick, you know, but I mean, with McPherson there um, in Cleveland, I believe he got Don't worry, guys. You're not, you're not. You're not the important players. Justin but doesn't care about but you. But they're going to happen, right? So yeah. you just hold your breath and you you hope uh, uh, with all hope that everybody makes it out healthy. But you certainly want to make sure that your starters are healthy. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit concerning, but it is preseason, and that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's insane that teams like the Chiefs uh, play Patrick Mahomes. I mean, granted, they'll only play for like one drive, but he's been in multiple preseason games. Like I just, again, I know he's a hero and he's, you know, uh, played through that heroic uh, ankle injury or that devastating ankle injury, but I, I don't understand why any of these teams play any starters really in the preseason, like maybe one drive, but you're just, I don't know. You're just kind of asking, um, asking for, for something to go wrong there. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I kind of mentioned up top, but he has been completely struggling. He's looked horrible on the plus side. Tanner McKee, third round rookie from Stanford has looked pretty competent. Again, he's going up against, uh, you know, some of the twos and threes and not as good of defenses that Mariota is. But I mean, I test like he looks so much more confident in the pocket. He's throwing the ball downfield. Now, unfortunately we've given Marcus Mariota a decent chunk of change. I, I don't know what they do here there's there's rumors about oh should they take a look at Nick Foles Rob what would you do about the backup quarterback uh, position and again hopefully it doesn't matter but 
the Eagles in the past 14 years have used a backup quarterback at some point of the season. So history would tell us 14 years in a row, the backup quarterback at least sees one or two games. What do you think the Eagles do? And what should, yeah, I mean, first of all, we all love Nick Foles, but he is not an option uh, for multiple reasons. One, it would just be a completely weird dynamic to bring him in to back up Hertz. Um, I also don't think he played great last time he was out there. Um, he looked obviously pretty- not for the Eagles, but <laughs> last time he was out there, um, you know, where was he? The Colts last. Um, yeah. I, I, so I just don't think that's an option. I don't think that's something the team is really considering. I think that's just a talking point for pundits out there to try to drum up, uh, you know, some interest. <laughs> um I think we're stuck with who we have. I think it kind of is who it is. I mean, I think Ian Book's going to get cut, so he he won't be there. Um, I, I think for now, Mariota's the number two, and we just have to hope he's going to play better. And, uh, you know, if it gets to it, you're going to see a run-heavy, um, you know, scheme that week that he's playing because he hasn't shown the ability to pass accurately. I mean, he's overthrown guys. Um he just has not looked sharp, and it's disappointing because, as you said, Sean, I think we gave him like five million bucks, and yeah, I think five. he can earn maybe up to eight or something like that with incentives. So, um, I wish we would have just rolled with you know someone cheaper at this point after seeing him play, and and we could have put that money somewhere else to some of that maybe secondary depth or something. But um, I, I think it is what it is at this point. I don't know that there's some signing coming. I think we just need to, quite honestly, hope Hurts stays healthy. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Justin, what about you? Uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of echo what Rob is saying here. I mean, I think you got to stick with him. We paid him enough money where he's not really going anywhere. Um, I wouldn't necessarily sign another body at this point. If you really feel like McKee might be, you know, a good secondary option, uh, he has shown flashes in preseason, but I mean, uh, their flashes in preseason. Uh, yeah. You can't put a lot of weight into those. He's going against, you know, second, third stringer guys, guys who are fighting against the position on defense, you know, for the other team. So uh, who knows what he's going to do um, in a real game, in a real setting against actual starters. Um, yeah, you got to hope, I guess, like you said, Hurt stays healthy, which we would do regardless. Um, maybe if Mariota does have to come in. Uh, as Rob pointed out, run heavy set, or maybe you do like old school Antoine Randall L with Indiana University back in the day, the yeah. option where it's just zero passing almost. So who knows? Um, but at this point, yeah, he's not going anywhere unless maybe you move up uh, Tanner and you really like what he's got. But I don't see that happening um, at this point either, unfortunately. Uh, I will say maybe some of the good stuff, though, is the fact that, you know, it seems like he's struggling with high passes at the moment, which if there is a fix, uh, that's that should be an easy one, I would think, at the professional level. But um, also, I don't know, Mariota's kind of at the end of his career, right? Who knows how much he's actually – how much dedication he's, he's actually willing to put in now at the end of his career. Taking a quick break to talk about factor. That's right. Um, I don't know about you, but now the fall season is upon us. I am slammed with football again. 
don't have a lot of time to prepare meals. You know, my wife does some cooking, but uh, you know, factors great. Give her a break. Give myself a break. Don't have to order takeout all the time. Factor is America's number one ready to eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Again, it's so easy to say, Oh, Got to get home and uh, get ready for Thursday night football. No time uh, to to get it going. And it's also great for uh, lunch. You know, again, it's easy to just buy some crap at lunch. Uh, Factor makes it easy to get you something healthy, uh, get you that extra boost of protein. They even have the protein uh, plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And again, uh, I ordered the uh, keto style ones. Just super, super great. Um they even have, uh, you know, breakfast stuff, cold pressed juices, shakes, smoothies. Again, delivered straight to your door. Very delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash SGPN50 and use code SGPN50 to get 50% off. That's code SGPN50 at factormeals.com slash SGPN50 to get 50% off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, of course. NFL season right around the corner. Underdog NFL pick them. Great way to get down on your favorite over and under picks. They even got college football and NFL preseason. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where the first place gets $3 million. Uh, for me, I've just been snagging up a ton of Kenny Gainwell in the late rounds for Best Ball Mania 4. It really seems like, and we were talking about this on our podcast here, it really seems like he could be the number one running back. I think he's a steal even where he's drafted right now. Hey, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Diary Eagles podcast. Yeah, I mean, Mariota, it's like, come on, dude. I, I do think if Turks went down, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. I do think they would draw up a game plan where it's just, you know, Marcus Mariota running the ball a ton. Like, I don't, they're not doing a ton of design runs for Marcus Mariota in the preseason. Uh, which I think they would do in the regular season. That being said, I I I don't know how it works out because I wouldn't want to completely get rid of Tanner McKee. Maybe you can put Tanner McKee on the practice squad and keep him from being signed by someone else. But Nick Foles, tell you, you give Nick Foles an offensive line like ours, and he oh, the read option. I, I'm just saying, I think. It, if 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 Mariota did go in there, I think you have to have a really short leash on him because again, like the the passing was just so inaccurate. That that's the most surprising. It's like one thing to not be able to make like some high level throws, but to miss easy open throws is that to me is the most concerning stuff. And Nick Foles is off. Uh, but we can't get Nick Foles. That's like your first love who's gone away. <laughs> she's remarried, got two kids, she's gained 40 pounds and divorced, and you're like Looking at the side, thinking, no, just let her be. <laughs> let on, her man. go. Let her go. Nah, I, I don't know. I mean, come on, Nick. Uh, I mean, I would take Nick Foles over Matt Ryan. I mean, it, again, if if we had to sign someone. No would... to both. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Matt but, Ryan. Have no, you seen Marcus a... Mariota? Oh. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, if Hertz goes down. And we lose them for more than a game or two. We're in a world of hurt. So, like, there's no magic QB out there that's that good. So, um, you know, you just hope that Mariota is going to be able to step in and win us a game or two in a pinch 
um, you know, especially given the talent around him now. And in fairness to him, he hasn't played with the number ones on offense. So, um, you know, that should improve him at least somewhat. Um, but it is what it is. I, I, I think we just, you know, we have to accept that's what it is this year. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare if, if Marcus Mariota sees a bunch of time. But, um, you know, we got a rare breed, untamed gentleman behind uh, as our signal caller. I, I like our chances. All right. Uh, new segment on the show, bulletin board material. Even though we made it to the Super Bowl and dominated the 49ers, they will not shut the fuck up and continue to rattle our cage. And, and I mean, we're just living rent free in their head. Uh, clearly, they're. They're just so still butthurt about this, uh, you know, about the whooping we laid on them in the NFC championship game. This is now I'll play this audio. Can you Robin, Justin, can you hear this? If I play this, I'll, I'll play a sample real quick. Let me know when y'all got it. All right, let's do it. A one. Are you guys yeah. here or no? I can hear it. Okay. All right. This is the, uh, <laughs> some 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 shitty uh 49ers uh radio host listen to this garbage a two a one two three cry you blow the big games. We destroyed your ass in the <laughs> NFC championship game. The 49ers went. Yeah. You guys won Super Bowls with Joe Montana and Steve young, but you've blown. I mean, of anyone imagine having a head coach named Kyle Shanahan. And you're talking about blowing big games, 28 to three. He still hasn't won one since then. Miss him. I feel like Marcus Mariota should feel attacked by that comment, though. I mean, that one is just it's just horrible. It doesn't even like it doesn't even fit the song. It's it's disgraceful. I mean, I don't think the 49ers realize the environment they're going to create at Lincoln Financial Field when they when we see them later this year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they don't want to shut up. I, it's getting to the point where I I don't know who's more annoying, 49ers fans or Cowboys fans at this <laughs> point. Because uh, they really are. They're they're pushing our patience at this point with, with all of the crap and the whining that they continue to do. It is almost, I, I would never say, and obviously they're division games, but it's hard to think. I mean, Rob, what would you rather win? Would you rather win the rematch against Kansas City? Uh, for you know, Super Bowl rematch regular season here, or beat the 49ers. It has to be beat oh, the 49ers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I just it's I'm up, so tired of talking. Like they act like you know they were just crushing us, and then they lost their quarterback or something. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's so ridiculous. I mean, they're a good team. They have a good offense and a good defense, but like, okay, but you lost, and I get it. You didn't have a quarterback, but like. Our de- our defense knocked your quarterbacks out. Like, <laughs> let's not forget that. It's not like there was some freak thing. I mean, um, you know, no one wants injuries, but like protect your quarterback. Yeah, it, it's it, <laughs> it it just still boggles my mind. I and it's one thing that the fans were complaining, but the the fact that the 49ers, like the players got in on it, like Robbie Gould was talking smack. It, it's 
it's just comical. And, and in general, I'm surprised. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me, but Colin Cowherd can uh, put out a list of, uh, <laughs> of top 10 quarterback and receiver duos. No one. Uh, all right. I'm pulling up the list. I know you're, I know they just put out these lists to get you mad, but Joe Burrow, Jamar chase, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley hasn't played football <laughs> for like yeah, a year and a half. Uh, Trevor, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions at home and probably should have lost that game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll tip my hat to Patrick Mahomes as gross as it sounds fine. Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson. Again, Aaron Rodgers was seven and 10 last year. He, you know, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Rookie of the year, but come on. Like, uh, Derek Carr, Chris Olave. What are we talking about? That was ridiculous too. That <laughs> one's ridiculous. He has Dak Prescott and CD land there. I mean, come on, Jared Goff. I'm on Ross St. Brown. How do you not put how do you not put Hertz and AJ Brown in your top 10? Top 10. I, I get how you can put a couple guys around them, but geez, my God. All right. Time for some more hate. Uh let's go behind enemy lines where we pick out one thing from the uh opposing division subreddit, their news, whatever that's uh that they're excited about. Um, for me, I'll start off. I was surfing the uh, Giants subreddit, came across this uh, tweet from a Giants beat writer where he says, uh, Dan Dugan told my wife after the first drive last night not to make any vacation plans until mid-February. Overreaction? Maybe, but hard not to feel encouraged after watching the starting offense march down the field like that takeaways from last night. And then he shares his article. I mean, Dan Jones did not look amazing. Yes. They did score against the Carolina Panthers in the preseason drive, but there were some moments where he struggled there a little bit. So uh, Dan, let's dial it back a, a notch. I mean, you guys were one five and one in the division last year. So again, let's not quite make those super bowl plans yet. Are, are we sure that's not a Kramer pseudonym? Dan Dugan. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the giants fans, the, the excitement that they have is just insane. Like they think bringing in injury prone, Darren Waller is going to fix everything. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> Justin, where, what would you find? Oh man. Cowboys subreddit never disappoints. Oh, they're really um, the best. Somebody, somebody in there posted a nice, uh, you know, revisionist history of, yeah, drafting Johnny Manziel would have led to multiple uh, Super Bowl wins. And then they go into this little, okay, so they draft Manziel um, when they have Romo. Romo, get, uh, he rides the pine. Romo gets hurt. They bring in Manziel. Manziel sucks. Then they have to get another quarterback. That then they're, So then they're going to draft Mahomes in that draft. And then that will ultimately lead to multiple Super Bowls. Totally ignoring makes, the fact sense. that Jason Garrett would still be at the helm, I assume, at this point. You still have Jerry Jones running the organization. Uh, I don't think they're getting much out of uh, Mahomes if he ends up in Dallas whatsoever with the guys who are running that place. I mean, a, a hilarious take. And he, <laughs> I did like how he labeled it in uh, Reddit as spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because other guys were like completely agreeing. There's not like a ton of people disagreeing. It's cracking me up. 
There is a funny photo right after it that says, and the caption is just Jerry has band-aids on his face today. And it is Jerry Jones with just multiple band-aids on his face. <laughs> I probably, probably got to get some moles removed. I, I get it. He's getting up there in age. Got to get those moles checked. Uh, funny that they're sharing that. Rob, what do you, you, you come across anything? Yeah, I was also, uh, I also enjoy the Cowboys Reddit. Uh, and I this this wasn't a, a random Cowboys fan, but it was a take that that was posted on there from uh, I think it was a tweet from Emmanuel Acho, and it was just says Demarcus Lawrence is right. There's there's nowhere to hide when you face the Cowboys defense. Scary hours. So um, we might as well just pack it in. We can't hide from them. Um, no one's going to score on them this year, and uh, that's it. It's you know shutouts. Yep. Yeah. Fun while it lasted. Yeah. You know, touch <laughs> nowhere to run, nowhere to hide the Cowboys. Scary hours. I also did see uh, one in the commander subreddit. The top post is how uh, they want RG three to become a mentor to Sam. Howell. like what? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, maybe like, I mean, Robert Griffin, um, God bless him. But like, <laughs> He had, he was, he had that one season, his rookie year where he was nine and six after that three and 10, two and five, one and four, and then one and one, but it's 16 and 26 as a starter. And again, he was good. Cause he was really fast. It wasn't like he was this guy who could read defenses and had great insights. It, what, 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 what tutelage can RG three pass on to Sam? How that, <laughs> I don't get it. There's so and there's weirdness definitely going in that commander's locker room with uh Eric Bienemy and Ron Rivera and you know Bienemy being too hard on the players. There's something something weird is going on there for sure. All right, closing things out. Time to talk a little uh betting, get down a little action here. Devonta Smith prop bets and these lines are courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use a promo code DGEN. Uh, bet $5 on college football, get uh, $200 in bonus bets. What are these uh, bets? Do you like the most uh, for Devonta Smith? Like maybe you got the receiving yards over unders nine seventy five and a half. and uh, receiving touchdowns is set at six and a half uh, receptions are set at 80 and a half for Devonta Smith. And then his price is to lead the league in receiving yards is 45 to one touchdowns, 25 to one most receptions, 50 to one. So uh, Justin fellow, uh, fellow gambling, man, what do you like best in the, in the Devonta Smith market here? I mean, I got two of the jump out uh, the over on the yards, uh, 975.5, I think is a good one to take uh, just simply with all the weapons we have. I still think, He's pretty good to hit a th- over a thousand yards this season, um, even with all the weapons. As I said, the one that I, I kind of like—I mean, I know we have a lot of weapons, so it's probably a long shot. But you're getting paid long shot prices. Is most receptions fifty to one? Um, I could see him, you know, uh, maybe being used as a weapon, short down situations, things like that. He seems to get open, especially as a, a safety valve. Uh, he doesn't necessarily break tackles uh a ton of the time and get it uh rack up a ton of yards so uh but i could see him getting his receptions each game so at 50 to one why not bite 
It's interesting. The Eagles actually have uh, never had a receiver catch a hundred passes in a season. Pretty crazy. They're actually the leading uh, receiver all time is Zach Ertz in 2018, who had a 116 receptions, but Devonta Smith uh, set the record last year with 95 uh, receptions. And then AJ Brown, I think set the uh, yardage record at 1496. So kind of crazy how they split things up there. Um, for me, I'm with you. I like the yardage over at 975 and a half. That to me is the most consistent thing. And I know, yeah, I kind of like, uh, I, I understand your case for most receptions in the league at 50 to one. Again, it's a long shot, but for me, I'll go long shot in yards at 45 to one. I know, uh, AJ is probably going to, you know, is slated to beat him in the yardage category, but I think the path to Devonta Smith getting a ton of receiving yards is certainly there. Maybe, you know, defenses go out of their way to shade AJ Brown a little bit more um, and kind of go out of their way to tail him a little bit more. And, and again, Devonta Smith, I mean, 1196, that puts you, you know, you're not right in the mix, but you're certainly not too far out. Um, and again, he's a great yards after the catch guy. So maybe he breaks a couple of big ones, but yeah, give me, I like the yardage bets on Devonta. I think the most, I mean, the touchdowns sure. But again, you never know what we're going to do near the goal line. Uh, Jalen hurts will steal you with some rushing touchdowns. The receptions themselves are probably pretty safe at 80 and a half, but uh, I think I'll go yardage. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I think I'm, I mean, I think I'm with you guys. I think the, you know, 975 and a half is is a good bet obviously he eclipsed that last year and I don't expect him to have take a step back um you know the more long shot ones I'm probably with Justin on the most receptions I don't you know and that's based really just on the odds is you know throw a long shot out there I don't think he'll you know have the most receptions in the league um but you know if I was going to take a shot at one I, I could see him you know, I could see on the Eagles him having more volume than AJ Brown um, because he is such a good route runner. Um, but I, I still think I see AJ Brown having the most yards on the team um, and probably the most touchdowns. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of where I come at it. I mean, he's just such a good route runner that I could see him getting a lot of touches. You know what? Yeah. What am I doing here? I'm I'm switching to receptions at fifty to one. You guys are you guys are making some good points. Because <laughs> yeah, you already got ninety five. Come on, let's go. Receptions is the way to do it. Great points. I'm in. What 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 else did you have, Rob? Sorry, cut you off. You, no, no. I, I that's, got me fired that's what up. I was gonna say. I mean, I think. You know, our offense is just so tough to to lead the league in stats because we just have so many weapons, and you know they're going to spread the ball out at least between those three guys, you know, Goddard included. And, you know, now we know that we have Swift this year too who may, who may take a few touches in the passing game too. So um, I, I just don't think we're going to be a team that has that one receiver that, you know, puts the absolute top stats, stats up. Yeah, and, I love that uh... – Sean, I love that it sounded like you were like at the ticket window right there and you had to put a bet in. And like, oh, fuck it up. I'll take the receptions. Wait, last second. <laughs> uh, before we go, we should talk about the the running back situation because I do think it's it's worth mentioning. Um, you know, this is from uh, ESP on his Twitter. Uh, random running back thoughts. Kenny Gainwell has 31 carries with the first team offense in training camp. No one else has more than 14. Now, some of that situational stuff, two minute drill. 
whatever. Um, you know, it does seem like according to him, uh, top three running backs are Gainwell Swift and Boston Scott with Rashad Penny kind of kicking around the four spot, maybe even Trey Sermon. I would really be surprised if they cut Rashad Penny because I do think they they like him. And, you know, again, uh, none of these receiver or none of these running backs they're really paying. So I do think they will end up moving it around. Um, but yeah, it it signs keep pointing to Kenny Gainwell kind of being the number one guy. Justin, would you be shocked if Gainwell ends the season with the most touches? No, I don't think so. I, he does seem to be a guy that they like, uh, as we saw in the playoffs. He, yeah, I felt like he, and I, I haven't looked at the stat sheet recently. So maybe my memory's off, but if I remember correctly, he he um, outperformed Sanders uh, pretty much the entirety of the playoffs. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up winning the position and has the most carries. Uh, that said, I do think it's still Swift's to lose, uh, just because I I think you need a guy who can catch the ball and who has uh, really good hands. And don't get me wrong, I think Gainwell hasn't proven us wrong as far as like the fact that he can't catch. I think he can, but uh, I think Swift is a little bit more dynamic in that uh, department. Rob, Kenny Gainwell, will he be the Eagles RB one? Um, no, I think it's going to be Swift, but I, I, you know, I think it's going to go into the season and I think you're going to see both Swift and Gainwell get a pretty equal share. And, yeah, you know, maybe it's one of those that they just kind of see who emerges as the season goes on. It does seem like the other guys, you know, Boston Scott and Penny, at least as of now, it seems like they're going to be a little more role players and, you know, maybe change a pace or, you know, Boston will just throw in there against the Giants, obviously. But <laughs> your um, role, destroy you know, the Giants. Exactly. But it does seem like, you know, Swift and and Gainwell are, are the two leaders. And you know, depending on what source I read, you know, it, it seems like one person thinks Swift's the leader in the clubhouse. One person thinks it's Gainwell. So it, it you know, I, it, I can't say that from what I'm reading that there's one clear cut favorite right now. You, you really read positive things about both. Yeah. I will say too, uh, it kind of makes sense uh, not to run Swift so much in the preseason, uh, just simply due to his injury history. So that could certainly yeah. be a part of it. Obviously, you want him to get in the rhythm of the offense, but once you know that he can be a you know a good contributing member and understands the playbook, I mean, as far as the preseason is concerned, I think you kind of hold him back until the season starts. Then at that point, with his injury injury yeah, history, yeah, yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift, I, they've all had nice runs in the preseason. You know, DeAndre Swift looked pretty good. Uh, Rashad Penny had a couple nice ones. Trey Sermon uh, broke off a long run for a touchdown there in, in the preseason game. So. Again, good problem to have. And, you know, Boston Scott, we'll see a uh, end of the season, two Giants games, three weeks. Let's go, baby. All right. Hey, that'll do it for this edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Follow us on X at Diehard Eagles 52. Uh, toss us a subscription over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Always appreciate the five star reviews for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Second, the Money Green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.